Hey, it's the Productize Podcast. My name is Brian Castle. Got a good one for you today. I'm talking to Dr. Alexis Shields. She is a physician and she offers a really interesting productized consulting service where she takes a personalized approach to optimizing your health. So we talked all about exactly what that means and how she works with entrepreneurs and individuals and companies. And basically she, or at least my understanding is that she do some blood work and then together you would analyze your results and then on an ongoing basis, optimize for energy and focus and overall health and reducing risk for chronic conditions and whatnot. Um, So it's a really interesting way to deliver this sort of health and wellness service. So we talked all about, as usual, you know, half of it focused on how she runs her productized consulting practice and the other half, of course, uh, digging into health and wellness and some low-hanging fruit tips and things that we should be focused on. And we need to be healthy in order to run a healthy business. So yeah, it was a, a really fascinating interview. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So here you go. Here's my conversation with Dr. Alexis Shields. Enjoy. All right. I'm here today with Dr. Alexis Shields. Hey, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so thanks for doing this. Um, as we talked, you know, before the episode here, I think it'll be really interesting because, of course, you know, you're running a productized consulting service, which this audience and myself are always very interested to hear about how you're doing that. But this is one of the most unique ones that I've come across. I mean, you're a physician, you're offering a health service. Well, you know, why don't I just stop talking about it and you give a, a better explanation of how you describe what you do today? Sure. So. I went to medical school in the U.S. and I'm a naturopathic doctor. So in the U.S. I was trained in primary care. And originally I had outside, you know, when I got done with medical school, I opened up a traditional medical practice for four years in Portland, Oregon, and saw a lot of women and children and families for a lot of acute kind of health concerns, what you would, you know, what you would normally go to a primary care doctor for. So I was seeing colds and flus and sore throats and things like this. And then as I was telling you about four years ago, five years ago, actually, we started traveling and I met this huge group of entrepreneurs and started doing more online consulting. So now what I'm doing is I'm working mostly with Um, kind of busy professionals, entrepreneurs who are wanting to improve certain aspects of their health and also track the progression of their health from year to year. And so I specialize in a assessment of kind of an in-depth assessment or comprehensive assessment of blood work. And it's not necessarily fancy tests. It's just using basic blood work in a very different way. And so, you know, in general, when you go to the doctor and you get some blood work done, you get the printout and it shows if everything's in range. And if everything's in range, then you're kind of given the clean bill of health and and you go on your way. And the problem with that is that there's the very wide reference ranges from a lab report that the reference ranges are taken from the average person that goes to the lab. So a collection of people that usually go to that specific lab, they're looking at you know, where those ranges lie. And it's, and then the reference range is a really wide reference range based on those, that population of people. So it's not necessarily optimal ranges. It's not ranges that are based on, you know, optimal health or even the health, you know, a healthier population. Cause usually when someone's going to the lab, they're sick. So yeah, and it doesn't sound very like personalized. Exactly. Not personalized at all. It's just, you know, really in conventional medicine, 
and there's a reason for this, but in conventional medicine, we're looking at blood work and we're saying, does this person have a disease, something that can be diagnosed and something that can be treated with drugs or surgery? Usually that's the whole goal behind looking at blood work. And so what I'm doing more is doing a more personalized, customized approach, looking at blood work from a more optimal perspective and making sure that the function of um, the person's, you know, basically that they're within these functional optimal ranges. So right now, everything I'm doing is consulting and it's using blood work as a tool to kind of discover what types of diet and lifestyle and supplements and fitness programs that person needs to do based on how their kind of internal biochemistry is working. Yeah, it's interesting. We're definitely going to dive into all the the health. I've got a ton of questions on, on that front. Um, sure. I kind of want to like pick your brain about but again, you know, I really want to talk about your actual consulting service and the way that you're delivering the service to clients and how you're selling it. I mean, frankly, just as somebody who lives in the United States, which is mm-hmm. not to dive into politics, but maybe one of the worst healthcare systems in the world, it feels like. But yes, it'd be tricky. I've constantly been frustrated. Okay, if I need help with something related to my health, or even if I just want to be healthier, like I don't have an immediate problem. I'm constantly faced with the question of like, okay, well, how much is this going to cost? Which kind of doctor do I go to? And then even they won't tell me like, what is the cost of this service? It has to go through some crazy bureaucracy insurance company, like who knows, you know? And what I love about what you're offering is the productized service right there on the website. This is how we work together. These are the packages. Can you tell us about like how that works? Sure. Um, I think, you know, it's a really important issue because that transparency of costs, especially, you know, in the States, it's kind of a unique situation because the way we have our healthcare set up, you know, it's something that is extremely scary for someone who's sick is to figure out how much is this going to cost me. And when you don't know, and when it's really hard to get the answers, even from your insurance company on what this is going to cost or from the provider, it makes it really, really tricky. And not to mention, like for myself and most of these listeners, most of us are self-employed. So we don't have that employer plan and all that. So Exactly. So when you have health insurance, it costs a lot. And, you know, what I'm trying to do is work on the preventative side of things and also use more natural medicine and diet and lifestyle interventions when it's possible to kind of prevent you from needing to go down the traditional medical route. Obviously, you know, if you break a leg, you're in a car accident, you have a serious injury of some sort, there's nothing better than being able to go and get the medication, the surgery that you need. But a lot of chronic diseases are have very poor um, solutions in conventional medicine right now because there's not necessarily a drug or a surgery that will fix a lot of chronic diseases. And, and a lot of chronic diseases also, you know, the core issues are lifestyle problems and dietary problems and things like that. So I'm working with people um, in different capacities. I have a different, a couple different types of packages. I do an annual consult with people who just want to kind of get their feet wet and figure out what is my kind of baseline of health look like. And a lot of people have never had someone go through in detail what their blood work actually means. And so they're either told this is normal or this is abnormal, but they don't actually know, okay, so why did I have this test done? And what does it actually mean for me and my future health? And there's a lot of amazing information that you can get about your nutrient deficiencies and the way that your organ systems are functioning and things that you may be susceptible to getting later in life, like diabetes and cardiovascular disease, just based on looking at some of those markers and looking at them from more of a functional, optimal range perspective. And so I work with people from an annual, you know, one-time review of their detailed review of their blood work, and I give them basic recommendations. And then I also work with people on a quarterly basis. So I have a lot of 
I have a couple companies that I work with their employees to help keep their healthcare costs down and to keep, you know, they're really performing at optimal level. And so I'll check in quarterly. And a lot of those people will get quarterly blood work or twice a year blood work. And then we'll check in, you know, um, the other, the kind of the off months and just see how everything's going and make sure we don't need to make any adjustments to supplements or diet or lifestyle. And then something that I've introduced this last year or in the last six months anyway, is working working more in depth basically or closer with people on a more concierge package basis. And so some there's certain people that they're not just dealing with, you know, small issues that can kind of be adjusted every quarter. And so I have base of clients that I work with on a monthly basis and they kind of get as much care as they need. So they book calls when they need it, they email when they need it. We do a lot of kind of back and forth and a little bit more intensive care and work really closely together for over a 12 month period. And so those clients, you know, need a lot more care or they have more things with their health that they really need to follow and manage. A lot of times we're working very intensely on, on diet and figuring out fitness program that works for them and things like that. So it's a very customized approach to what that person needs. And some people need a little bit more care than others. So it just depends on what you need. You know, we have, I have a, a specific package for each person. Got it. So that's really interesting. I mean, what is the actual engagement of care? Like, what does that look like for a new client kind of starting out with you? You kind of advise them on like, okay, go get your blood work done and then send me the results and you analyze that. Yeah. So I'm living in, uh, I live in Lisbon in Portugal now. And so my clients are kind of all over now because I I did a lot of traveling in Asia and met a lot of people there. Where's where I kind of started the consulting that I'm doing now. So I have a lot of clients in Vietnam and Thailand and various other places in Asia. And then I have a base in Europe. And then I also have clients in the US. And so being in Lisbon is great because I'm kind of in the middle. So the time zone issue with consults is really it's really good being here. So when someone first reaches out to me, I'm, I figure out, first of all, where they're from. So we figure out how you know we're going to get them blood work. I have a huge list now of all the clients that I've worked with and where they've gotten blood work done. So in most major areas within the US, especially, or especially in the US, but other kind of cities around the world, I have recommendations of labs that you can go to. In the US, it's a little bit trickier because some states allow direct-to-consumer ordering of lab tests and some don't. And so for most people, except for in New York, New Jersey, and I think Rhode Island is the third one. If you're in one of those three states, it's a little bit trickier. We have to go through a primary care doctor and find someone who will work with us, which a lot of times you can find. But in every other state in the US, I can order through a wholesaler that uses LabCorp for blood work. And so if you have Quest or LabCorp, then it's pretty easy to get some very affordable, actually, blood work in the U.S. And in fact, I found that in the U.S., through some of these lab wholesalers, you can actually get more affordable and more comprehensive tests than you can outside of the U.S., or it's a little bit easier. And so it's kind of something you wouldn't expect because healthcare can be tricky in the U.S., but it's getting better for sure. Interesting. I mean, I've I've never really done that. Like what's involved in going to get my blood work done? I mean, outside of just through a regular doctor. Sure. So you make an appointment with the lab. For example, what state are you in? Connecticut. You're in Connecticut. So I would send in a lab order to the lab core in your area. You print out the sheet, go to the you make an appointment with the directly with the lab. You fast for 12 hours, make sure you drink plenty of water, show up to the lab with your lab sheet. They look to see what needs to be drawn, fill it in, into the computer. They do your lab draw and then you're out of there usually in less than 20 minutes. 
So it's pretty easy. And, you know, LabCorp and Quest, they have really great lab techs. And so they are, you know, and their phlebotomists are amazing. And so it's usually a pretty easy, nice experience. And then after that, about usually four or five days later, the results get sent directly to me if you're getting the lab work done in the U.S., And then you get your appointment scheduled in terms of anything else that kind of goes on before I have a consult with someone. I have a in-depth kind of online assessment that I have people do that goes through different areas so that we can really prioritize our time because we only have about 40 minutes to kind of go through everything. And so do this online assessment. I review it before we talk and review all your blood work. And I plug your blood work into a spreadsheet that I use that has all the optimal ranges of where things should be and will help us to kind of pull out patterns of certain you know problems that might be happening or deficiencies. And then we go through all of that, go through a basic treatment plan, and then decide if this is something that you need further you know work on, or if you need further help, or if this was just a you know, one-time assessment out of curiosity. So just figure out what you need from there. Got it. And then if so, whether it's on a monthly or quarterly annual basis, it's generally like calls with you where you kind of go over the results, what you're doing from lifestyle, diet, exercise, and some pointers and like how went on since the previous call, like how, what usually goes into these calls? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the things that I really try to do from the first visit together is defining what your goals are. And I think a lot of people have never talked to somebody in such detail about certain aspects of their health. And so you don't really think about it, especially if you don't have a chronic disease, you're not dealing with something that's, you know, acute and on the top of your mind. A lot of people don't go through and and figure out, okay, well, how is my energy on a daily basis? Do I feel like I have to take a nap after lunch? Do I crash? Like, what does energy look like on a daily basis? How is my sleep? How's my digestion? Is my skin healthy? You know, what's my stress levels? Like, there's so many different aspects of your life that can impact your chronic disease risk overall, and just your overall quality of life from day to day. And so what I'm trying to do is find all those areas that could potentially kind of have, you know, have some imbalances, and figure out what the our main goals are with treatment. And so that first visit, I'm really defining, okay, these are the main things that we really need to do that would increase your quality of life and reduce your chronic disease risk and you know increase your longevity. And then each time we follow up, then we go through all of those things. Okay, so how is this? Let's check in on this. Is it moving forward? Is it not? Has it gotten worse? Has it gotten better? You know, if it's gotten better, what do we think has improved that? And how can you incorporate those things into your you know, daily life so that you can continue that process. So it's really you know, working to move your health forward on a whole and not just looking at blood work and saying, okay, great, everything's fine. It's, it's really looking into the details and saying, okay, what does this pattern kind of tell me about my, my risk for you know, getting diabetes later in life, for example, and how can I, if I have those increased risk factors, what can I do right now to make sure that never happens? And so it's very much like investigative work and working together to figure out, you know, for some people, certain diets work for them great, and it's really easy for them to implement. For other people, it's not. So you have to figure out what is it that you're willing to do and how can we make this work for you? And so it's, you know, a lot of a trial and error and figuring out how to make something work for somebody. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. because I mean, there are probably so many things I, know, I just know for myself that like, like I'm aware of what I'm eating and how much I exercise. But I don't take the time to like step back and say like, how did that actually affect my day to day and my productivity and my mental state and all that? Like, Absolutely. And the cool thing with that is then you add on the layer of blood work, which most people don't know that you can actually use blood work in this way where we can help, we can use the results to help 
guide what type of recommendations we're making for you. So for example, you know, if you have elevated liver enzymes, for example, and they're mildly elevated, but they look normal on the lab report, but year after year, they're increasing. And that's something you should know about yourself because that can put you at, at increased risk for fatty liver disease. And so it's something that you should know because then you can take a look at, okay, so what's my alcohol intake look like? What does my sugar intake look like? And my fructose intake look like? Because all three of those things have a big impact on your risk for fatty liver disease later in life. And fatty liver disease in a very like simple level, what it is, is it's fat cells that have replaced functioning healthy liver cells. And it's, you know, rampant in modern day. And so something that is really important to make sure that you're monitoring from year to year to make sure this isn't a, an issue for you along with all these other things. And then you can make diet and lifestyle choices based on it. Cool. So, you know, before we really dive into all that stuff, I, I am kind of curious about who do you typically work with? Is it mostly entrepreneurs? Is it is it other people? I know that you also mentioned that you're working with companies as well. Like, can you talk to me a bit about who've been like your best customers or most common customers? Yeah. So I work a lot with... I guess I should say patients. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, you know, because I work on a consulting fashion, I really I call them clients because, you know, it used to be I used to very much be in the world of patients. But now in terms of doing acute medicine and emergency medicine and things like that, I don't do that anymore. And so really, everybody at this point now are clients. But sorry, I completely spaced what you originally asked me. <laughs> yeah, like, who do you consider your best customers now? Clients? Best clients are... I would say I work a lot with kind of in the corporate sphere where people that are, have very busy, stressful careers and need someone to really prioritize what's going to make the most impact in their day to day since they don't have a lot of time. That's just been something that through travel, it's the people that I've met and and then they've referred me friends and family and their husbands or wives. Um, and so it's kind of built from there to a really diverse group of people. But I would say that the people that are the best, my best clients are the ones who are highly motivated to make changes and want to see the evidence behind, you know, why they're making changes and then also track, you know, they, they're people that like to follow numbers. And so they, okay, so I take this supplement and what we're hoping to see is it change this blood biomarker and then recheck it and see if it's actually working. And so it's people that really want to follow the numbers and make sure that things are working and are very proactive, you know, with their health and interested in experimenting because, you know, experimenting with your health, I think is so important. It's when you lose that desire to experiment is when things start happening, you know, negative things start happening with your health. It's really important to really be curious and always want to continue experimenting. And so that's what I'm helping people do is identify, okay, what's going to be the most worthwhile experiment that is going to fit with your lifestyle and that you can do. Huh. How are most of your clients finding you? Like, again, it's one of those in the healthcare space, like when I need to go find care for something or somebody in my family needs, like, what do we do? We, we kind of like go through some directory from our insurance company, or we go to like Google, but like, how would somebody find you know, your type of service. I'm sure it's different in Europe and, and other places, but yeah. Like, how are you connecting with most people? So this has been definitely a, a work in progress is, you know, I've kind of figured out who I am online and what this looks like and what this service looks like, because it's obviously not something that is very common to do virtual consulting with your doctor. It's starting to happen in the U S where we have telemedicine, but this is a little bit different because it's not just for, you know, acute conditions. And so Really, the core base of my clients have come from 
uh, word of mouth just from traveling, meeting people. And, um, originally just kind of started cause people started asking me to do this. And then I started realizing, Oh, there's something here. I should, I really like doing it. It's interesting. It's an area that I want to learn more about. And so it, that's kind of how it, it started going from just people asking me to look at their blood work and give them feedback. And then I realized that I have a real passion for blood work and, and all the information that you can get from it, which is, you know, usually people only scratch the surface. So I would say word of mouth has been the biggest thing, but I've done a little bit of Facebook advertising and that kind of thing. Got it. I guess kind of going back in the story, like, you know, I know that a few years back you moved from the U.S. to Europe and have done other traveling. But can you talk to me a little bit more about the transition into this kind of consulting service? Like, when did you decide, you know, I'm not going to go work in a traditional? Well, yeah, it's kind of funny because I didn't really set out for this to happen, it kind of just slowly started coming together. And so when I started traveling, my husband and I moved to Thailand just to take some time off. And we wanted to go to Chiang Mai, not because we knew there was this huge group of people there that were entrepreneurs. And just because that was just a place that we wanted to visit. And I, in my mind, I thought, okay, we'll spend three months and then we'll go back to Washington, DC, which is where we have family and reestablish a practice there. And so, you know, in Thailand, where I met this huge community of people that were working online that opened my eyes to, oh, okay, so I should have some kind of... The the DC? Exactly. Yeah, the the Dynamite Circle. Dynamite Circle, yeah. So, you know, originally I thought, or initially I thought that I should create some kind of product and go down that pathway, but I couldn't figure out exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And then, like I was saying, people started asking me to take a look at their blood work. And I realized that, you know, that was something that I, I wanted to create a product around and have and do this kind of higher level health consulting with people on an ongoing basis and to kind of track their health from year to year. So I created a system around it and started doing a lot of research on the optimal lab ranges through looking at research done on healthier populations of people with athletes and things like this. And there's a couple different people that are developing functional ranges in this area of medicine. And so I started learning from that and and then building on it. And, you know, till fast forward four years later, it's kind of gone through a lot of different, it's looked different ways at different times. But in the last, I would say two years, especially, it's been very much this consulting and having different packages that kind of fit different needs for different people. That's great. You know, one thing that I that I hear come up a lot in, in how you talk about it, but also like when I'm reading books about health and especially the last couple of years, I've been trying to become healthier, you know, choosing better things to eat. And I'm getting a little bit older. So I don't, you know, just keep the weight off like I used to. But I guess like this concept of, you know, chronic health disease coming up and chronic issues, like I don't feel like I have those, at least I'm not aware of them. Maybe I do. But I am interested in this stuff for the productivity, the focus, having like sustaining energy throughout the day, throughout the week and month. And I have kids now and managing my time and, and just staying healthy and feeling better. And, and I know it's one of these things like I know that I do better work and actually my business does better when I'm feeling healthier and when I'm exercising and eating right and all that. So do you find clients are coming to you in, in that sort of situation or are they coming to you when they really have something a little bit more serious to kind of deal with? Yeah, it's a really good question. And more and more, I would say people are coming to me because they want to increase mental and physical performance. So I have some athletes, for example, that are really want to just, you know, give themselves that competitive edge. 
And same thing with people that, you know, run their own businesses or they have really busy family lives or, you know, whatever it is that someone's coming with. A lot of people are actually very healthy that I see, I would say almost half, maybe even more. So around 60% of people are coming already with really good health and they just want to keep it that way. And so they want to catch things before it becomes a problem. They want to fine tune some of the things that will give them, you know, better energy and sleep and brain function and libido. And, you know, for men and women, both just optimizing their hormone balance and endocrine function and All of that, I think, is super important for people, no matter what age, but especially um, I have a group of clients that are younger that are really healthy and they take really good care of themselves and they're very interested in health and they just want to keep it that way. And so it's, it's a way to, you know, be really proactive about your health so that you don't all of a sudden one day discover that you have some kind of you know, chronic disease, a lot of people think of chronic disease as, oh, it just, you know, it happens, but there's a big progression that works up to every chronic disease for the most part. And apart from accidents and things like that, there's very um, defined ways that your body starts behaving before chronic disease happens. And so we can find all those things that are imbalanced and, and not functioning properly, especially people that are really healthy, they who exercise a lot, sometimes they are over-exercising or they're burning out or they're drinking too much water or they're um, not eating the right foods to support the exercise load that they have or the workload, the stress load that they have. And so it's kind of fine-tuning that kind of thing too based on looking at blood work. It's interesting. I mean, I guess diet specifically has been that thing that that I've been really focused on and just trying to learn more about because it's something that I've also personally struggled with forever. I don't think that I'm overweight, but it's It's one of those things, it's like, I totally understand the best practices and I know what I should be eating, but I don't know, just, I can't, sometimes I just can't control it. Or or I look back on the week and I, man, I shouldn't have eaten that, you know? Can you talk a bit about some of the, I guess, best practices, but really more like the low hanging fruit, like, you know, the concept of of focusing on like high fat, low carbs and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So the thing with blood work that's really cool is that I can pull out what the lowest hanging fruit for you is. And there are some basic things that most people respond to, but there's always nuances and it's based on your genetics and your lifestyle and where you live and what kind of health risks you have and this kind of thing. It really changes what those low hanging fruit are. And so what I'm trying to do is individualize that even to where, you know, obviously there's certain things like everybody needs to drink enough water. You can't get away with, you know, with having this chronic level of dehydration for very long. There's going to be something that that stops working. And usually that shows up in your kidney function first. And you can start seeing that your kidney filtration is pretty slow because you're not drinking enough water. Um, But there's a lot of different markers in your body that will start to show that you're not drinking enough water on a regular basis. So I think, you know, it's a very simple thing and I think it's not sexy and it's not a a fruit that's only found some, you know, small place in the Amazon, but it's like one of the most important things is you have to drink enough water and really there isn't a defined amount of water based on research that there isn't like a calculation that research says, okay, this is definitely the amount that everybody needs. But what I find just from working with a lot of clients is that amount is pretty much half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 140 pounds, for example, you need to drink around 70 ounces of water a day. And there's things that change that. So if you sweat a lot, if you're working out, if you live in a hot climate, if you're 
drinking lots of coffee, lots of caffeine. And, you know, if you're drinking alcohol, that changes the amount of water that you need on a daily basis. But that is a very crucial thing. Beyond water, I would say a lot of people, and this is becoming a lot more popular now that people are talking about keto diets and paleo diets and things like this, but people in general are really afraid of fat and associate fat with weight gain and heart disease. And it's all the research now, you can't even dispute it anymore. All the research shows that healthy fats that are from things like olive oil and coconut for some people and certain nuts and seeds and avocados and things and olives and things like this are really cardiovascular protective. It's a good source of energy for your brain and for your heart. And if you're not eating enough fat, it'll start to show in your cholesterol markers in terms of sometimes really low triglycerides. Sometimes it starts to show up in the way that your body balances blood sugar. And so I think fat is a really big, low-hanging food that a lot of people just don't eat enough of or don't eat the right amount or the right uh, type of fat. For example, they have a lot of vegetable oil, and so it it throws off their omega-3-6 balance, and they don't have enough seafood, for example, to to get enough omega-3s. Yeah, I mean, that's been one of those things, like just from getting into this a little bit in the the last couple of years, kind of focusing on, on high good fats, limiting carbs, limiting processed sugars. I think one of the maybe one of the traps that I've fallen into is kind of moderating protein. I'm I'm curious to hear thoughts on that because I sometimes I just feel like I'm eating like too much pro like yeah. I, I'm I'm eating like a lot of fat and a lot of meat and a lot of protein when I should be backing that off a bit. Like the protein side of and you know all of this is highly individual I would say because you really have to fine tune it and look at you know how your body is responding to that particular macronutrient. So with protein, I think it depends what your kind of your movement and your your workouts look like, basically. I guess sometimes like my thing is like, you know what, I'm better off eating some protein than like some bread. And that's usually my justification for it. But then when I look back on the week, it's like, oh, wow, I ate a lot of protein like every day this week. Yeah. And, and it could be that, and I don't know this about you, but it could be that your protein needs are increased for, for some reason. But most people, so protein is one of these nutrients that kind of built in, a, um, I guess, a shutoff valve for a better, for lack of a better word, where when you are full from protein or when you've had adequate levels of protein, usually your brain will send a signal to tell you to stop eating it and then it's not as appealing anymore. And so in some people, that signal, that hormone release broken and you have to kind of repair and make those hormone signals a little bit healthier. But for the average healthy person anyway, usually you eat protein until you feel full from protein and then you stop eating it. That's just kind of, it's one of those, you know, carbohydrates and sugar don't have that same shut off, but protein does. And so your brain usually tells you when to stop. In general, I don't have people get really specific unless they have certain fitness goals. I don't have them get very specific in terms of like the grams that they're eating, for example. Um, There's a few exceptions, but for the average healthy person, women need about two palm-sized portions of protein a day, good quality protein, and men need two to three. Um, It kind of, it depends on your size. It depends on your workout loads. It depends how much you're using your brain. It depends on a lot of things, but that's kind of the general, you know, if you're getting way more than that, then there might be something that is, um, that signal that might be broken, basically. You know, what's fascinating to me and frustrating to me is this thing that like, we can educate ourselves so much about why certain types of foods affect us in certain ways and and the effects and the risks and all that. And it all makes sense in theory when we're hearing about it, when we're reading about it. But then 
cravings and lifestyle and day-to-day stuff just comes up. And that stuff, at least for me, just goes out the window. You know, I go through phases. I'll go through a few weeks being really on point, really healthy. And then a few weeks where it's just like, I'm so busy with work that I don't even want to think about diet. Sure. Any like tips or tactics to kind of deal with that? It's like, I know that I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Like, why do our brains function that way? You know? Yeah. Well, why is a whole different topic. (laughs) But what I was going to say is that this is totally normal. And I think that one thing that we have to kind of fix is making that wrong, Uh, making the fact that we kind of ebb and flow in, in our lifestyle choices and things do, you know, based on what's going on in our lives, that is life and it's totally expected. And you should be kind of building up your resiliency of your body so that it can handle those times. And so that's kind of you know, that's the entire goal is to make your body more resilient. It can bounce back from stresses so that when, you know, when you hit a period of a little bit higher stress and that stress signals you to overeat or to eat the wrong types of foods that your body's able to bounce back from that. So I think it's expected. I don't think it's wrong. I think it's life. And it's one of those things where you really have to get out of the mind frame of think of black and white thinking where, you know, it's like all or nothing. Either you're, either you're doing everything perfect and everything's going great or one little thing tips you off like a trip or a, you know, a birthday or something and then or Christmas and you're just completely, you know, off the path for months and months and it takes a long time to get back. So what you really want to do is take things one day at a time. And this day you'd make the best decisions that you can. And if yesterday wasn't so good, then today's a new day. Yeah. Cool. Again, it's so frustrating, but it's also just like, it fascinates me because I, in work and business, like I know these are the inputs, these are the outputs. Sure. We're going to structure it this way, but it's <laughs> right. like when it's my own body, I can't control it that no, way. No, I know. And, and you know, and that's why it's really <laughs> important, not just for other people, but for me too, this is why it's important to work with, you know, coaches. A lot of people have coaches that help them with their business or the finances or whatever. It's the same thing for your health. You have to stay on track. And if, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you don't have your accountant and helping you to kind of keep on track of the numbers, then things are going to get away with you in your business. Well, it's the same thing with your health. You really need somebody who can say, okay, look, you're just not drinking enough water. You really got to get on that now, or you're really under eating fat, or it looks like you're eating too much protein, or how's your sugar intake? Those kind of reminders are something that it's not like it's something you don't know. A lot of it are things that you very well know. In fact, oftentimes I'll be talking to a person and they tell me exactly what's wrong with them. It makes my job really easy. But the I would say the art in all of this is figuring out, okay, so how do we make it better so that next time this trigger happens or this stress happens or whatever, we get you back a little bit quicker or we build up your resilience, you know, your the how resilient your body is so that it's not affecting your health long term, that kind of thing. It's really brainstorming how we move things forward instead of dwelling on, you know, the fact that they're going to fall apart sometimes. Yeah. I'm curious, like, I guess through your consulting, like what are the metrics or really like more like the results that you tend to look for or, or help your clients notice and acknowledge? I mean, aside from you could literally look at the results of, of a blood test, but, and you'll look at those metrics, obviously, but I mean, like things like sleep quality and productivity and energy and like, how can your clients kind of like look back on the past month and say like, yeah, this metric was good or this was bad? Sure. I think every time I'm talking with someone, I'm checking in on Um, a set group of things that really tell us if if our health is kind of on track. And those things are 
looking at your energy levels throughout the day. So when you first get up in the morning, do you wake up and feel like ready for the day or does it take you an hour to get going and you have to slam a bunch of coffee? And then what does it look like after meals? And what does it look like at night? Are you getting so wiped out during the day you have to take a nap? Those kind of things. So energy, looking at your stress and how you manage stress. Are you someone that internalizes it and then all of a sudden explodes or is it causing anxiety or you know, there's a lot of ways people deal with stress in different ways. And so it's figuring out what kind of stress levels do you have and what are you doing on a daily basis to actually combat that stress from affecting your health. Um, digestion tells you a lot about uh, your immune system and your brain health, because a lot of, you know, about 80, 70 to 80% of your immune system is actually built in your gut. And so if you don't have a really good, healthy digestion, meaning that you're having a bowel movement every day and your bowel movement is normal and you're not having lots of gas and bloating and heartburn and other signs that digestion is not where it should be. That's something that is really important to look at. Looking at your skin health, a lot of times the health of your skin is reflecting things that are imbalanced on the inside. So it's really important to look at that. Libido is a really important thing that a lot of people just don't really talk about because it's something that maybe it's not bad enough of an issue or bother you enough to where you want to say something or ask a doctor about it. But it's a really common problem to have different deficiencies and imbalances in areas of your endocrine system that is then leading to really low libido. And so that's a sign that things are imbalanced. I think, you know, those are like, those are the main things that I look at every single time that I think are common areas to kind of take a look and reflect on what your health is is looking like. It's fascinating. Well, Dr. Alexis Shields, this has been really interesting. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in this stuff. I know that this audience is. Um, you guys can definitely go check out DrAlexisShields.com. We're going to get everything linked up in the show notes. What else is kind of coming up for you this year? And as we head into, you know, we're well into 2018 here. Like, what are you kind of looking ahead to? Any any updates or changes in your work? I am, I'm really focusing on, you know, initially I did a lot of these kind of one-off annual blood tests with people. And, and really where my interests are, it's really great to get a baseline of where your health is. And I encourage people to do it if that's all you can do or if that's all you're interested in. I encourage you. I think it's a really good idea. But something that I'm really interested in is following people as time goes on so that I can figure out what types of changes create what types of changes in blood work. Um, and it makes it it makes my recommendations a lot better and tighter and makes also gives me more experience with different types of people and, and what kind of recommendations work best for them. And so working with people and developing my clientele that I'm working with, you know, either quarterly or on this concierge kind of annual model is something that I'm really focusing on this year, just building more of, of those relationships so that I can help people to move their health forward year after year and really observe what's happening on a longer term basis than just one time. So that's you know what I'm really focusing on. I'm focusing on really improving my system of what I offer and how that looks. A lot of you know, the way that blood work is presented to people in a, you know, in a, a spreadsheet that or in a, you know, one page document is just not very helpful in that presentation. So I'm trying to make it more tangible where you can look at your results and really get an idea and a feel for if things are balanced or not. So yeah, it's working on all those tools and just perfecting them and making them better. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, this is, uh, this is really helpful, really interesting. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for, for coming on. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, now before we wrap up, let me ask you, what'd you think of this one? Was it good? 
You learned something? Are there any other topics you'd like to hear me cover on this pod? Well, let me know. No, I mean, really, like, let me know. Hit reply on any of the emails that I sent you. I'll read every single one. I try to reply to everyone. What's that? Oh, you're not on my list yet. Okay, well, head over to my site, productizepodcast.com. You can get on my email newsletter that way. I'll send you, you know, new episodes and all the show notes, but I'll also send you my newsletter where I share all sorts of articles and other insights on entrepreneurship, building products, productized services, software, SaaS, and other cool stuff there. So yeah, check that out over at productizepodcast.com. And of course, if you have a minute, I'd really appreciate it if you could head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, or at least just five stars. You don't even have to leave a review if you don't want to, but that would really go a long way to helping other folks like us find this podcast. So yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in. I'll talk to you on the next one.